Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. All righty, let's do this thing, the Growing in Grace podcast, growingingrace.org. Thank you for tuning in, listening, uh, whether you do it every week or if it's part of your uh, commute or Sunday morning or Wednesday afternoon or whatever you're doing. Some people listen to us while they're working out, which I'm glad that somebody's doing that because I certainly, well, I walk on the treadmill, but I'm not really, I don't like work out, but, and I watch TV while I do it. I'm not really a, a pod, not listening to the podcast. But anyway, so this I'm Joel Brzezinski, and with me, Mike Kapler, the Growing in Grace podcast. We're coming up on, what is it, uh, 20, 19 years of doing this thing. And over the years, we've heard from a lot of different people, and it's awesome when we hear from you and just to hear what's going on in your life. And we got this one email, uh, so, someone named Eric. And uh, this was, you know, a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, uh, but I'm just now getting to it. But he's, he says, two years ago, after living, after 50 years of living in religious misery, I discovered the amazing truth of the true gospel and the grace of Jesus Christ. My life will never be the same. I mean, just with that one sentence, can you imagine what a person has been through? 50 years of living in religious misery. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, whether it's 50 years or 10 years or a few years or, or whatever, where you're taught this mixture or you're taught a lot of religion. You're taught a lot of stuff that just is not really the gospel, but it's all done in the name of Jesus, but it's not really true. And it just puts you into a lot of misery. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people who go through that in the church, you know, in the, in the name of Jesus again, but just with not really understanding the gospel. Well, he says, um, in my hunger and search for the truth, I discovered the Growing in Grace podcast. I listen to you every day on my drive home from work and can get in two podcasts during that time. I have incrementally been listening to all of them and have now listened to over 500 of the archives. So the thing that makes your podcast so unique and powerful is the fact that it's just two friends talking about how awesome Jesus is and not just some dry teaching format. Your relaxed banter, jokes, and oblique references to past TV and radio shows always makes me feel as if I'm sitting right next to you, fully involved in the conversation. It's always a highlight of my day to sit down with you two after a hard day's work and relax with my friends. Well, I won't read the whole thing here, but I think the gist of what he was saying here and and what he does continue to say in, in this is that he feels like we're his two best friends. In fact, the subject line is my two best friends. And, you know, the beauty of being able to do something like this, Cap, you and I, we're just, we're sitting here talking with each other as friends. We've known each other for 30 years and we can just sit here and talk about the things that interest us, which in the case of this podcast, we're talking about the grace of God and the love of God and and Jesus Christ and who he is. And we're able to share our conversation with anyone who's willing to listen, with anyone who wants to listen. And I'm really glad that somebody is listening and and sees us as a friend. You know, I I don't want to come across as a preacher or even as a teacher, I mean, I think we there are aspects of that. We do preach a little bit here. We do teach 
but it's really just a friendship. We're just talking as human beings talk to each other and um, letting these uh, truths of the gospel come out of us and sharing that with each other as you and I talk, Cap, and then as the person listens. So I was really happy about that, um, this um, particular email that we got. That was an awesome one. It was a long one, and we appreciate it. We appreciate hearing from people. Joel, if somebody wants to communicate with us like that and tell us their, their story, what's the best way to do that? I would say go to growingingrace.org, and on there there is a... Um, um, what's it, what do you call it? It's a, uh, don't tell me. <laughs> I'm trying to find it here because <laughs> the word's not coming to me. Uh, this is live podcasting. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it says contact. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> and then you can find our email address there. I guess I, graceroots at gmail.com. I guess I can just come in out and say that it's one of those things where um, if you type it out in text on the internet, then you'll, you'll get all kinds of spam. So it's kind of, it's in a, anyway, you can go there and, and find that address there, but it's graceroots at gmail.com. Very good. Okay. Let's bounce a little bit off of some things we said last week, uh, because like the person who just wrote to us that you were referring to, one of our best friends, right? He made the frustrating comment about how he wished he had, known some of the things he knows now many years ago instead of kind of suffering through the the whole re- religious treadmill thing not the treadmill like what you walk on while you're eating <laughs> chips and watching tv chips. <laughs> um, where do we go from here i mean we have a lot of a very wide variety of people in our audience uh, around the world for that matter so even different cultures are getting intertwined here a little bit when when they listen to us but if you've been in a routine of some kind, maybe through your church, different denominational things, uh, doctrinal things, religious things that kind of missed the bullseye when it comes to the finished work of Jesus, the grace of God, his unconditional love, uh, the blood that took away sins, and and the list goes on. Uh, righteousness as a gift instead of working for it. You've been through all this stuff all these years, you know, and and then all of a sudden you begin to get some sort of understanding of the opposite of all of that. (laughs) (laughs) The gospel, in other words, the good news. And you're wondering, why didn't I hear this sooner? Now, where do I go from here? Because I've got all these routines and habits and and my, uh, my mindsets that I'm stuck in that I'm trying to become free from. Uh, maybe you are coming, becoming free from that, the things that you, the way you think and all of that. Where do we go from here? What, what, what does this mean now? Uh, because I've, I've, I've been at this trying so hard to do everything the way I thought I was supposed to do it in order to make myself acceptable to God. And now that I realize it was all about him and what he did, where do I go from here? How, how does the Christian life work for me now, Joel? Uh, enlighten us. <laughs> <laughs> Just put me on the spot. Well, I'm going to sit back with my arms crossed and listen. You better listen to what I have to say because I got the answers, buddy. Oh, I'm I'm just <laughs> kidding. But there's a big difference between what we were talking about last week, a person who was a Jewish person who was living under the law. I mean, that was their life. They had to live by the law. And then Paul came along and said, my brethren, you have become dead to the law. 
through the body of Christ that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. The key there is that you may be married to another, to him, to him who was raised from the dead, to Jesus. He's not telling them that they were married to an, another law or a new law or, or a set of principles or a, set, a new set of rules or even a new set of writings. He was telling them that they were joined together now, married to Christ, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. Um, so th- that's, I think, the point, even, even, in, even with all that Paul wrote and everything that we have in what we call the New Testament epistles, and the, the writings, the 27, the collection of 27 writings that we, that we have, that's not what we've been joined to. And as, as people who weren't under the law, as I mentioned last week, uh, we've also become joined to Christ. We've been brought near to God, not by having died to the law that we were never under, but we came close to God. We've been brought near to him by the blood of Jesus. And it's by grace. Jews and Gentiles have been saved in the same way, by grace through faith apart from works. And so for anyone who is now in Christ, you're joined together with him, with him who was raised from the dead. Now, the writings, you know, they point us to Jesus. But our relationship, of course, is not with the Bible. It's not with the writings. It's not with what we read because as we talked about at one point in the past, not not too far past, um, I just remember talking about this, the word of God is Jesus. It's not the Bible. It's not what's written about him, but the word of God itself is Jesus. So we're joined together with him. Our relationship is with him. So Paul says what he's telling these people in Romans, for when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death, but now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we are held by, that we should serve, and again, this would go back to anybody who now is in Christ, that we should serve in the newness of the Spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. So we're not, we're not serving, and we're not living, and we're not joined together with a law, or rules, or writings, or, or the letter, you know, anything like that, but we're joined together uh, with Christ, and and it has to do with the life that we have with the Holy Spirit. So it's it's with a living being. I think that's what we're trying to get to. And now you have a, a relationship in which you're in union with an actual living being. And in fact, that ha- actual living being is the one who created the universe and everything in it, including you and me, and uh, who has brought us into what we have as a, a new covenant of a new and living way. A new and living way. Yeah, we, we underemphasize the ministry of God's Spirit in our lives, I'm afraid. Uh, and I know when we say live by the Spirit, walk by the Spirit, or whatever phrase is being used, that people have different ideas or concepts of, of what that means. But I think Joel kind of hit it on the head there, is that we're, we're not just living by writings. I mean, almost every religion has its own booklet <laughs> or collection thereof. Uh, and I mean, almost all of them, not, not only just uh, the, the pseudo-Christian um, religions that are out there, but some very large religions around the world that I don't need to name, but they, they have their book too. They may have never heard of ours. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not about the book. 
even though many religions do call themselves people of the book and they refer to their own book or collection of books, we're not to be identified that way. And, and you know from listening to us for the past 19 years how much we embrace these writings because they do point us to truth. But we don't want to turn the Bible into an idol, begin to worship it, or assume that it is somehow, <laughs> as I've heard others say uh, in the world of different denominations, we, we certainly don't want to assume that it has somehow replaced God's spirit. <laughs> right. Uh, we we have done programs on that, so I don't want to I don't want to harp on that too long. So let's let's focus on where do we go from here? Like what we were talking about, it's life in Christ. I mean, you know, I spent a lot of my time, Joel, um, before my grace days, just um, asking God to forgive me all the time. <laughs> and even if I couldn't think of anything, I just thought, well, there's got to be something. And so, uh, I mean, I know I'm not doing everything right. And I know I must be doing some things wrong. So God, just, you know, the old blanket confession, right? God, just just forgive me again and help me to clean my, wipe my slate clean. and Let me start all over again. I'm going to start brand new today. Um, the blood of Jesus was shed one time. And there's a reason for that. That's all that was needed. It, it took care of the job. Jesus became, Hebrews 7.22, Jesus became the sure thing, the guarantee of a better covenant. He's the covenant. He's the reason that we live and move and have our being. Uh, he's the reason that we have an eternal redemption, not one that could possibly disappear. And Joel, this isn't going to be a very good example. It just popped into my head. Maybe it will help somebody. I work in a, in a business where we, we sell communication systems to businesses. And, you know, they, they buy the system. They use it, and then it gets old and eventually becomes obsolete where we can't even sell it anymore, so then there's a new one to buy. Um, we've got a new system out now that will get old, so that's why this isn't the greatest example, but stick with me here for a minute. With this new system, with the technology, there's this constant ability to put it on – well, first of all, there's this ability to put it online on the cloud and download or upload updates in the firmware. So that you're you're always staying up to date. New improvements are always coming. New th new things are always being thrown into that communication system. So it won't get quite as old so fast. I can keep using this new stuff. Whereas before, when they bought something, it was never updated. Well, you know, this new covenant that we we have in Christ, there's this constant download, and it, and it never gets old. Right. Um, we're we're made new day by day. We're renewed day by day. The apostle Paul said. There's this newness, and, and, and so with that said, one thing, one phrase that I've used in the past sometimes, and even in my book, is I, I would use the phrase New Covenant Writings, and what I was referring to there is I was trying to describe writings that were being done, such as by the Apostle Paul, for example, after the cross, that focused on the New Covenant of Jesus Christ. The writings themselves aren't the covenant, as we mentioned last week. Jesus is that. He is the Word. And so our, our focus here, I think the, the bottom line on this is, is kind of what Joel was referring to. The focus here isn't just on external religion, do's and don'ts and all of that stuff, or trying to make ourselves acceptable to God. It's an interaction uh, with God himself through his living spirit who abides in us. And I, that's what makes Christianity, or at least that's what should make life in Christ very different from all the thousands of other choices out there when it comes to religion who, who are trying to establish their, their rightness with God by what they do. Yeah, I, 
just that's good stuff and i just want to wrap up with this you know i had talked about ephesians ephesians 2 and speaking of the gentiles he's saying but now in christ jesus paul is saying now in christ jesus you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of christ and he says for he himself is what i want to focus on as we end here for he himself is our peace can you <laughs> he himself is our peace it's not uh, again it's not uh, the bible is in our peace the doctrines that we come up with and as good as doctrine is to know and to understand that's not our peace knowing right from wrong isn't our peace living a good life as good as that is isn't our peace but he himself is our peace who made both one both jews and gentiles one and then um we talked about what this verse, this passage goes on to say about the law having been abolished in Jesus' flesh. But then in verse 18 of Ephesians 2, Paul says, For through him, again through Jesus, we both, Jews and Gentiles, have access by one spirit to the Father. So let's leave with that. We have access by the spirit to the Father. So we're not left alone in this world. You may or may not have the scriptures. You may or may not know your Bible inside and out. You may or may not do everything right. But through Jesus, through the person, Jesus Christ, who is the one who died, and the law was nailed to the cross with him, through him who died and who was raised again from the dead, we have access by the Spirit to the Father. So you can imagine yourself and, and know for the rest of your life and for all of eternity that you have access to the Father. You are one spirit with him. You're in union with him. That's really the point that we want to make here is that it's about a person and you have union and access and an everlasting relationship with him. And that comes all as the gift of God. And so next week, you know, Cap, earlier on in this podcast, you had talked about people around the world, whether it's a different religion or within the Christian religion, people trying to establish their own righteousness by what they do. Well, we'll talk about a different kind of righteousness. The righteousness that we have in Christ that is not about anything that we do, not about us trying to establish it by what we do. That's next week, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.